you know, for a lot of men, you're not actually feeling the full extent of life that you could be feeling. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this podcast episode. I'm really excited about this one. I'm diving way more this year into talking about toxic masculinity as well as, of course, the usual stuff that I'm talking about with a mix of, you know, politics, climate change and everything else in there. Um, we'll be keeping on the bandwagon of periods, hormones, all that jazz. But as I am now taking on male clients and having more um, of a what's the word feeling and like feeling of what I don't know what I'm trying to say. Basically, I want to talk more about toxic masculinity as well, because I'm seeing it a lot. Um, and some certain people have kind of really opened my eyes to the way that it plays out. And I'm getting more of an understanding, especially of men that have been in the military. And so look out for some exciting things later on in the year in regards to that. So today we are talking about toxic masculinity and shame. And this is such an important thing to be talking about. This is a great episode for women, but just for understanding, but also for men. So if you are a woman listening to this, I would really encourage you to share this on your Instagram story and maybe make a little note that it's a really great episode for men. Um, Share it with your husband, partner. If they are open to it, never push it on them. Only if they are open to these things and wanting to learn, then you can share it maybe with friends, X, Y, and Z. Um, But it's something that is so important because this toxic masculinity is fucking crushing men and it's so unhealthy and just disgusting. So let's start talking about shame. Shame is a painfully self-conscious sense of our behavior being exposed um, and the immediate result that we are like halted in our tracks for better or for worse. Shame is something that holds so many of us back, both men and women. Shame can even be shame that you want to do the work. Shame that you're flying to New York for my event. Shame that you're investing money in yourself in this sort of way. There can be shame around these things and it halts you in your tracks generally for worse. Um, so you don't allow yourself to get to that next level because of shame and maybe even reflecting on how shame is holding you back right now. Reminder that New York tickets are out and as is mastermind applications. So make sure that you are on those two things. Send us an email if you have any questions. So part of healing shame is going into your shadows. So when I say shadows, we have light and dark everywhere, right? We live in a world of polarity. Shadows can be that sort of the darker sides of yourself, but there is a lot of beauty in shadows because knowing where your shadows are allows you to also see where your growth lies. So I love doing work with your shadows. It can also be those like toxic parts of yourself or the way in which you self-sabotage. There are other words for kind of knowing your shadows. Um, and with men, the most powerful emotional roadblock is shame, shame of being, you know, emasculated, shame of crying, shame of being told like, don't be a pussy. Like there is so much shame around men at the moment of doing a quote unquote woman's job or being a bit more quote unquote feminine or anything, you know, or not being a man enough. Um, all of these things can create this feeling of shame. And what's 
terrible about it is that yes, women perpetuate the issue by emasculation, but men also perpetuate the issue in their little men's club of like, oh, did you fuck her? Did you get her? Like, or whatever, did you bang her? Like whatever they say. Um, and if they say no, it's like, oh, that's shameful because I need to just go in there and take what's mine. And it's almost, and, and we'll go into this further, but, um, this whole like badge of honor, got to be a hero, got to be alpha male. It's really toxic. It's really, really toxic. And it creates this feeling of shame, which blocks you in your tracks. Right. So, you know, it's also, shame is probably also the most hidden, neglected and overlooked emotion in men. Like it really is. People don't realize it. It's like, oh, he looks fine. He's tough. Yep. Next. But actually there could be so much shame in him. And I mean, when you look at the statistics, ladies and men, it's like there's more men that commit suicide than women, especially men that have been in the military. And it breaks my heart, which is why I am going to be focusing on putting some more resources into my men's work this year. The same resources will go into my women's and and obviously I'm always growing that, but I also want to start growing more of my men's work. Um, you know, vulnerable emotions like sadness or grief, they are difficult for a lot of men to access, um, and to fully express because many men can have this aversion to them. Um, just like they have an aversion to shame of like, I don't want to be seen as weak, right? If I'm sad or if I'm grieving, um, or if I'm crying or if I'm feeling heartbroken, Um, You know, it's even like a lot of people perceive that when there's a breakup, men are fine and women struggle. Generally, it's actually the other way around because women have, and this is statistically, women actually have more friends than men and more close friends to turn to. So during a breakup, we can phone our 10 best friends and talk to them and we feel better. But for men, they generally don't have that ability. And so they bottle it up and actually creates worse implications for them than it does for women. So if you have these like preconceived ideas that like women feel more than men, I just want to say to you, stop right fucking there. And I can say this from even my male clients, women do not feel more than men. It's just that men haven't been give haven't been given full permission to feel that deeply. Men can feel just as much as women can feel right? It's just that for so many, then there's so much shame around going that deep into emotion because emotion is quote unquote for women, right? And this is no shame on men. You guys know I fucking love men. This is that whilst, you know, whilst a lot of women have been torn out of their femininity and place, place themselves in this like mass with this masculine armor around them. A lot of men have felt like they can't express their full emotions because they got to quote unquote, be a man. Okay. And even the, the phrases like man up, be a man, don't be a pussy. They are just like a few of the really shameful things that men are subjected to, whether it's indirectly or whether it's directly, right? I feel like everywhere you turn and it actually breaks my heart. I was at a family friend's house um, and they were emasculating their son. I was like, oh my fucking God, it breaks my heart when I just see women emasculating men. I want you to just pause for a second and tune into whether maybe you have been emasculating men as well. Um, 
you know, examples of emasculating men is not receiving a man when he, not receiving a man holding open the door for you or not letting a man lead and you just wanting to control everything or fighting over the bill or fighting in public or telling your man, like, stop being a pussy or um, just be a man or, like, why aren't you stronger? Like, those things are, they are stripping him of his manhood. They are emasculating him. And I wanted to say to you guys, and I will do an episode of The Art of Emasculation very shortly that you can listen to, but, you know, when you are emasculating a man, I encourage you to ask yourself what the desire is there. Because under the victimization statement of be a man or why don't you do this for me or why aren't you strong enough or whatever it is, under all of those things is a desire. Or even if you're not letting a man hold open the door because you're like, I'm strong enough, what is a desire there? Under this, under being a bitch basically is a desire for something. And I encourage you to just reflect on what the desire is because you need to work on that, right? It's not a man's fault. It's, it's your own thing that you need to work on. Um, the other thing is, there's often so much shame about having shame. Shame can be crushing, crippling, toxic, and it's often viewed as nothing more than that, you know, but there is, as we'll see a healthy shame, a shame that is essential to our growth, right? And we can use shame as a way to, um, step up into a better version of ourselves. Now, boys have grown up in a very toxic masculine culture where emotions are very suppressed and they are disciplined predominantly by their mother who does this via guilt and shame. And you might not realize this. You might, if you're a mom, you might say, no, I don't do that. But just choose in, tune into the next time that you were disciplining your son. Is there an energy of shame or guilt? Okay. Is there an energy of shame or guilt? Because for a lot of women, we discipline via shame and guilt. Whereas generally fathers don't do this. Okay. Bottled anger, which often comes from shame. That is what turns into aggression and aggression is what's dangerous. Anger isn't dangerous. Aggression is dangerous. I mean, guys, get this stat. Male partners are the second leading cause of death for pregnant women in the U S right? And it's not because men are quote unquote more dangerous. It's because they have not been given permission to express their anger. So they bottle it and it turns into aggression. And then, you know, all of a sudden they explode like a shaken fucking soda. And the next minute their wife is dead and they didn't have the intention to kill her, but they just had this blackout rage. And it it has come from this this continuing pattern of shame and guilt and suppressed emotion that's led them to have a blackout rage session, basically, right? Emotionally stunted men, which is a lot of men, they don't know how to deal with emotions. They often freak out in the form of suicide, running away from the problem, lashing out in violence. And if you feel like this is you as a man or even as a woman, if you feel like this is you, I encourage you to, you don't need to, you know, you don't need to break down, but what I do encourage you to do is actually to sit with yourself and from a place of strength, from a place of strength, can you ask for help? Can you reach out and say, I want to work on this. I want to be a better man. I want to learn how to alchemize my emotions. I'm not saying that you need to then sit in the corner every day and cry or put your hands on your heart every day and do breast massage. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I want to help you to just be able to identify your emotions and alchemize them instead of suppressing them. Because the more that you suppress your emotions, the less you're able to feel. 
you know, for a lot of men, you're not actually feeling the full extent of life that you could be feeling. When you're having an orgasm, you're not having the best orgasm that you could. When you're you're touching a woman or when a woman is touching you, again, you may not actually be able to experience a full pleasure that is available to you because you've numbed yourself out with this emotional suppression. So by doing this work, it's going to allow you to, um, to increase your senses so that you can feel more, experience more, and have more pleasure in your life. Um, you know, the other thing is that with domestic violence, one study of men who were being treated for domestic violence, they actually found that they reported struggling with managing their emotions. And they believe, these men believe that men should not share their emotions or ask for help. And I just want to call fucking bullshit bullshit, right? You got to remember, this is all made up shit. Imagine if I was saying like, you know, um, uh, like Irish people are not allowed to show their emotions. You'd be like, what? You know, only Irish people, Irish women, Irish men, they are not allowed to show their emotions, but everybody else could. We wouldn't abide to that. It's the same thing. So we are making gender rule us when just swap the word gender for like nationality, right? And you wouldn't say that one nationality is allowed to have more emotional presence than another, but what we are doing is that. So this is just a belief that's been put into society and it's not the truth. Men and women are like, like as in masculine and feminine do have different quote unquote responsibilities. We have different energies, right? So generally men are going to want to do different things than women. If the woman is in a feminine and the the man is in a mask, he's masculine. That's the general scenario. Does not mean that men have to suppress emotions. No, because that actually creates more heartache than it's fucking worth. Like really it does. I'm sure plenty of you have been in relationships where one person is in touch with their feelings and can communicate and the other person isn't. And it's just like a fucking battle that can't be won. So being in touch with your emotions is, is attractive. doesn't mean you need to be mushy, right? And that you need to like weep in a fucking corner. It just means that you need to be able to like know what you're feeling as a, because for like, even for example, a lot of men right now with the Australian bushfires might be really struggling with like maybe a bit of depression or feeling really heavy and angry. And I don't know why. And it's actually because their heart is hurting their heart is hurting. And if they were able to tune into that and allow themselves grieving time, then it would actually move through them as opposed to bottle up and end up them screaming at their kids or their wife. Okay. Um, okay. So emotional numbness, it is a learned behavior and it is a a survival strategy for a lot of men. For men post-military, like in the military, it was a survival strategy. You could not be emotional and shoot somebody. Like that's not how it fucking works. Um, you had to desensitize yourself. So if you feel emotional numbness, please don't have shame around that. Don't have shame around identifying with what I'm saying. I want you to understand that it is a survival strategy and it has allowed you to live for a long time. And if you want, we can now change that, right? I'm taking on more one-on-one clients now. Um, Men's, I've got two spaces for men for one-on-one starting beginning of February this year in 2020. So please reach out to me if you feel um, a little bit of a, you know, interest or a pull, as I sometimes say, if you're a man, a pull just means like you got like a feeling in your body of like, this chick might help. Like there's just like, there's just something there about me. That's a pull. Um, listen to that. 
feeling into shame and having shame, I mean, that's going to block you from more emotion. So I want you to start to notice when that feeling of shame comes up, notice what it feels like in your body. It's also the more overlooked emotion in men. Shame can be very overlooked and blanketed, but I want you to remember that shame is a really, it's a dangerous thing when it's not addressed. When it's bottled, when it's suppressed it's, and it's not addressed, it can become very dangerous. So some signs that shame is present, including include things like heat in your face, finding it hard to think clearly, your inner critic being really fucking loud, like that voice in your head. Um, you can't hold eye contact. Maybe you're getting aggressive when someone questions your competency. Competency. Um, you get defensive easily. You're being excessively prideful. Those are examples of shame being present in your life. So the point is not to make all men stop being masculine. The point of this is to redefine masculine and feminine because right now masculine is being defined as this like tough alpha male and it's toxic. The current definition of masculinity is toxic. I'm going to go more into that in future episodes. Um, But this boys club thing that's got to be the hero, can't be wrong, ego is being so big, don't want to be seen as emotional or weak. Um, You know, I'm the cool dude. All those things, that toxic masculinity that needs to get, that needs to go, right? So we don't need to now make men be overly feminine. We don't need that. We don't need our men to be overly soft. What we need is to redefine what masculine means. Because for a lot of men, the current definition of masculinity does not serve them, right? Same with the current definition of feminine. Like a lot of women feel like feminine is weak. We need to redefine these things. You need to redefine these things in your mind because if your subconscious sees the feminine as weak, you ain't going to fucking come to New York or come or join the mastermind or become a client because you th- you're like, I don't want to fucking be feminine. Ew, right? That's a definition that you need to redefine. These words have just been completely incorrectly interpreted over times over time and they just, they need to be like modernized and redefined clearly that's all it needs to be right now one of the things i love working on with a man who is emotionally shut down is to help him non-shamingly explore his shame and his relationship to it and history with it so together we can address any shame that you have about doing some healing work and not surprisingly like this shame has a lot to do with feeling defective or incompetent or quote unquote less than a man. Again, you can see how this toxic masculinity is coming out of like, if I do work on myself, I'm less than a man, right? Or if I actually feel anything, feel any of my emotions, I'm less than a man. Um, and you know, even having to ask for help less than a man, that's, that's all toxic shit. It may not seem manly or at all admirable to ask for help or to admit relationship shortcomings or personal shortcomings. And that's what stops so many men from reaching out or saying, I'm actually not okay. I want to be a better version of myself. And then it can end really badly. And it really fucking is heartbreaking and, and like scary. Um, and it's sometimes really scary as well. If you're, if you've been in a relationship or you're in a relationship with a man who is really emotionally suppressed or post-military or anything like that, um, you can't push this stuff onto them, right? You can't push this stuff onto them. Um, and I know that it can be triple as heartbreaking because you are worried because you know how, how emotionally suppressed he is and how much shit he's seen. Um, so I get that it can be really scary of like, is he going to do something bad, like dangerous, um, especially with the stats. I fucking get that, but you can't push this onto them because it's going to make them feel 
even more, like even more like there's a problem with them, right? If you're forcing something onto a person, it makes them feel like, Jesus, how much of a problem do I have? It makes them feel worse about the problem than what they need to. So please don't force this onto any men, especially men that are like emotionally, um, what's the word? Suppressed. Um, okay. So how to work with your shame. When you feel this feeling of like shame come up in your body, I want you to name it. Like you can simply just be like, Oh, that's my shame. Here's shame. If you can say it out loud, if possible, that's even better. Um, or at least if you can, you know, have it clear enough in your head. When you identify it, you take its power away of it having power over you and you now have power over it and you recognize, oh, it's just a feeling. It's not an all-consuming, deathly demon. It's just a feeling. And whenever you find yourself being reactive or caught up in the same old patterns or shutting down emotionally, you are in the grip of your shadow. Your shadow has got you and it's, and it's gripping you. And so when you can say like, oh, here's my shadow again, you become, you have the power over it. It doesn't have the power over you. So whatever in you that is keeping, that you're keeping in the dark, whatever in you that is unhealed, it doesn't go away or stay quiet just because you don't see it or hear it or feel it, right? If you don't hear it or you don't feel it or you don't see it, it may be because it is so suppressed, but it's still there. And wherever we go, our shadow comes along, pushing it away or ignoring it. It does not separate itself from us right? It can almost make it more aggravated and it can almost make it bigger. We may even float like high above the shadow in some like fucking meditation practice, but it still is there. It still is there. There is still a grip on the shadow. So that's why the more that you can work with it, it actually alchemizes it. So it's no longer a shadow, but it can be something else. It can be love. It can be joy. And you have the power over it. And it isn't as loud or as gripping or as big. It's really really, really small because we live in a world of polarity. There'll always be shadow there. There's always going to be your ego there. There's always going to be fear there, right? We're always going to have these quote unquote, good things and bad things always. But what ends up happening when you do this work and you get in touch with yourself and you have control in your mind, in your body, and you have the tools is that they no longer become as powering, right? That they don't overpower you. You are able to control them and just notice them and they go away right? If we don't face our shadows or if worse, if we deny their existence, it just keeps persisting. It keeps coming, right? And what will happen is that it will often, for a lot of men that are emotionally suppressed or stunted, it will actually become really big, but under your radar, but it will infiltrate your life in all kinds of way. So it will fucking seep through in all kinds of way, right? But you won't necessarily see it until it slams you in the fucking face. So I really encourage you to start getting in touch with what shame you're holding on to, how this toxic masculinity is making you feel like you can't be in touch with your emotions because these emotions are part of having a human experience. If you're not allowing yourself to be in touch with your emotions, it's not because it's bad to be. It's because you have a belief that it's wrong to be, or that you aren't going to be less of a man or that people are going to think less of you. And it's human nature to not do the things that are going to put you in harm's way. And if people are going to not think as much of you, or if people are going to, you know, push you out of their circle because you're feeling your emotions, then why the fuck would you go feel your emotions? You got to remember this is a survival strategy 
right? Even if you have, even if you're sitting here and been like, fuck, I really, I really let these bad things like rule me, or I am so out of touch with myself. It's out of control. That's okay. You've had to do that for one reason or another, whether it's a survival strategy, whether it's because you were um, abused as a child or whether whether it was because you were disrespected or you were raped or your body wasn't respected or you didn't respect yourself or whether you were talked down to or you were beaten, whatever it was, whatever the past trauma was, you have had to suppress your emotions for a reason. So it does not mean that you are wrong or that you are broken, or that you are fucked. No, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what, I actually want something better for myself, then reach out because it's all available to us. And I so get that it can be scary. It can be scary doing the work because you're like, what the fuck is going to come out? But let me tell you, nothing will come out that you cannot handle. And you've already dealt with it once, but probably physically or like right in front of you. And that's why you've had to create this barrier around you. And whilst yes, you'll have to move through emotions, you move through them and then they're gone forever. Instead of kind of waiting for a bomb to go off inside of you, which is what happens when you have all this shame bottling up inside of you. And, you know, whether this shame comes from a woman, whether it comes from yourself, whether it comes from your mum or your dad, you don't need to blame anybody. You don't need to blame yourself. You just need to say it's time for it to fucking go. That's literally it. You know, we live in a culture that teaches boy, boys stoicism over authenticity. We teach them dominance over empathy. And that if they don't follow the script that society's like fucking given them, someone will take notice and take their like masculinity or man card away. These toxic masculine men, whether it's you, somebody that you know, a friend, your boyfriend, whoever it is, they are not born, they're created right? We have such like low expectations. The majority of us is a generalization. If you've done the work or if you listen to me frequently, you probably don't anymore. But a lot of us have such low expectations on boys, like when they're younger, that we've literally made a term for it. Boys will be boys. Or like we throw out like, oh, he's just a boy or like he's being a boy. Um, and, and it's literally like we are saying like, oh, it's totally normal. Like it doesn't matter. And we, we don't allow them to see greater. We literally have the expectation that boys will be boys. You know, girls go on to become such, uh, they go on to become more emotionally mature and more literate with age and time, whereas boys become emotionally stunted. And in every single age bracket, it's actually been found that men suppress their emotions far more than women do. So even if you think, oh, my men, my man isn't, or the men of my life aren't, or if you're a man that's interested in your way, I'm not, the, the chance of you actually suppressing your emotions, if you have not done this work, is very, very high. And for the majority of men, the hardest thing about being a man isn't necessarily about quote unquote dealing with women. It's actually about dealing with other men, being put in, being put down, having their man card taken away, you know, feeling like they aren't being good enough or enough of a man. It's ridiculous. Like these expectations that that are in society right now on men, they are expectations about men by other men, right? And, and a lot of us have been born as women, have been born into the toxic masculinity. So we inherently pick up these 
these expectations of men as well. And it can happen really subconsciously where maybe, you know, you see a man crying, you're like, oh my God, what the fuck? And you freak out with a man crying. Or if a man cries, you're like, oh my God, he's crying. What a fucking pussy. And you don't even consciously realize what you're doing, but you're basically saying that men aren't allowed to cry. Like because of their gender, they aren't allowed to cry. Just like I was saying before, oh, because they're Norwegian, they're not allowed to cry. Like that would make no sense. So why do we bring gender into it? Men feel this pressure of being a leader and of having to have a point of view rather than actually saying, I don't know, or I don't want to be the leader in this scenario. I want to relax. They feel like they have to constantly be the big, like top dog. Um, there's also the pressure to be speaking all the time rather than listening. And it's no wonder that men aren't able to be vulnerable about their fears majority of the time. It's because they're too pretend they're too busy pretending like they didn't have any. And it's so common that men will have these massive shells of armor. These, you know, the more a man tries to hide his weaknesses, the heavier his armor around them become and the tougher it will be for them to let go of it. And then the bigger the armor, the less that men are even aware that it's there, right? It becomes this really vicious catch 22. And this armor allows men to have this like short-term relief from the pressures of masculinity, but the long-term effects of it are catastrophic. And as women, we hold an armor as well around us um, to protect that little girl inside of us. And a lot of a lot of women are more likely to reach out because we are more likely to ask for help because we don't need to be the top dog. Whereas a lot of men feel like they can't ask for help because that's a sign of quote unquote weakness, whereas it's actually not a sign of weakness. So we as women also carry um, these armors and it's really important that you do get rid of it because, you know, over short term, it does relieve the, the, the pressures from your parents, society, wounds, X, Y, and Z. But over the long term, it does bring massive, massive consequences. Um, you know, the more a man feels like he can't be a man, the more he will just retreat into this like shell like version of himself. You want him to feel like he can be everything that he wants to be emotions, vulnerability, strength, all of it. Um, there's, you know, I'm sure you would never want someone to say you can't cry or you have to be the alpha male. And yet we put that on men. Um, it's just something really interesting to think about. So I don't want to make this podcast too long, so I'm going to leave it there. And I'm definitely going to be talking a lot more about shame and masculinity um, and about anger and all of these things because they are so important. And I see so much anger and sadness in so many men. And I actually see a lot of sadness in men. Um, You know, I, I know there's anger that needs to be released, but for a lot of men that I see and that I know, I actually just feel and I can see in their eyes this desire of wanting to just be like hugged and loved and being able to just like cry and surrender and release. So many men, they want to release for a second, but they feel like they can't, or they feel like if they do release, then their whole world is going to crumble. Um, so please to everybody listening to this podcast, men and women, please, please, please share this podcast because it might reach your boyfriend's cousin that is really, really struggling. And as I I said before, you know, I don't want to make it too dark, but the suicide rates are a lot higher for men. And it's really, really sad, especially those post-military men. Um, You know, I have, we have no idea what they've been through as women, um, unless you're actually in the military as a woman, um, which is obviously a small proportion. And thank you to all of you that are also women in the military. Please share this podcast, just like the climate change one with my dad. It's really, really important because a lot of people are suffering, both men and women, with this shame 
um, and it's hidden. And that is the worst shame, the hidden shame, um, because it actually just creates more shame because they feel like they feel shame for not being able to talk about their shame. And a reminder that if you're listening to this and you do have shame, please don't feel shameful for having shame. Please just send me a message saying that you'd like maybe to do a one-off with me or to get my vibe or do a, do a discovery call. Um, you know, that's going to be the first step. And, uh, as I said before, the best release work that you're going to be able to do is if you come to New York in March, it is the first two days are massive purging, releasing, letting go, like just clearing the shit so that you can be your best self, your most confident, your most secure, your most open, your most vulnerable, your most courageous. And you are not second guessing yourself. You're not judging yourself. You're not in your head all the time. You're not thinking, oh, is it weak if I say this? Or is it lame if I say this? You're just fully fucking you. And can I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the most freeing, freeing energy that you can be in. This is the biggest, biggest gift that you will ever give yourself. And if you're a mum or not, if it's, if your daughter was struggling like you are now and or your son and said, hey, can I go to this thing? I'm sure you would say, absolutely, absolutely. And you wouldn't let money hold them back from being happy. So why is it we do this for ourselves? Hey, so the New York event is only for women at this stage in time. Future events, do not worry, are going to be men and women because I do want us all coming together. I just need to get a larger male following. So if you are a male listening to this, I'd really appreciate it if you would share this on your Instagram or Facebook or whatever, because I do want to be able to get more men in my circle so that we can have greater impact because doing, doing work with men and men doing work with women is really, really powerful. Um, so New York is only for women, but if you are a man wanting to work with me, I do one-on-one and probably in this, probably this year I'll be doing a groups, a group um, program for men, which I can feel is going to happen. And I can't wait for it. So please make sure that you reach out to me for either a one-off session or for a coaching container, because I would really love to meet you and to be able to help you. And please don't think, oh, you know, is it bad that I'm going to a woman? No, it's actually really supportive for a man to come to a woman because a lot of you need that like motherly love, um, in order for you to like break so that you can be rebuilt and as strong of it and a stronger and better version of yourself. So it can actually be really helpful to go to a woman. If you are a male and you don't want to come see me, but you do want to do work on yourself, I do have some contacts I can recommend you to. So please feel free to still reach out and I can send you my male contacts that I know are amazing coaches that I would recommend to you. Also, ladies, my mastermind is starting very shortly. So if you want to be in my Feminist Fuck Mastermind to come home to yourself, be so fucking free, so in alignment, learn about money, become a match for money, clear all of your shit and all of your trauma and just really be the most epic version of yourself. Uh, please make sure that you've booked in your discovery call. The link is going to be in the description below. Please make sure that you've booked in that ASAP because um, I don't want you to miss the space because the, the next one won't be for quite a while. So make sure that you've also done that. It's a combo of one-on-one and group work and it's always fucking magical. Anyway, I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. I hope this podcast has really served you. Don't forget to share it. Send me your takeaways. I love hearing from you guys. I love also getting podcast suggestions. So please feel free to also send me your podcast suggestions and I can put them on my list and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. 
I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful. And I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to welcome me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.